Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Parents Have Special Needs 2. It has been a crazy past couple of weeks as my family's been getting over sickness and finally getting on top of things. Like, because in case you didn't know, I'm currently pursuing my master's degree in marriage and family therapy and I am loving it. Such good stuff. Because listen up, guys, with some help from COVID, the awareness of mental health is on the rise and it's awesome. It's becoming more widely talked about and more commonly addressed. More and more people are getting therapists, life coaches, becoming more studied about mental health. And guys, this is the future of this industry. It's taking care of your mental health will be as commonly addressed as taking care of your physical health. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting. Okay. On that note, let's get right into it. Today, I'm talking to you about choosing your struggle. And I can already hear you guys saying, but I didn't choose this struggle. I didn't choose for my child to have this disability. How is this applicable to me? And I hear you. I get it. Your child's disability is part of your life and it's a struggle. So let me clarify what I mean and why it matters to you. Let me illustrate this idea with a story. This last Saturday was going to be me and my kiddos all day as my husband was at a conference. Caring for my kids by myself is always a bit of a struggle for me. And as I started the day, I was thinking of all of the ways that I could schedule the day so that I would not feel struggle, you know, that I could kind of bypass that. So it's where I wouldn't have to play referee between my two kids where I could go to the bathroom without the house being destroyed for two minutes while I'm away, where my kids aren't telling me how bored they are or that they don't like the food options that I have available for them, or where my daughter doesn't resist her necessary treatments and where I can get some small recoup break during the day, which is almost laughable, right? Anyway, so I'm thinking about, okay, what can I do to make all these things not happen because it's struggle and I don't like it. But, you know, and this is what the human brain does. It searches for all the ways to get rid of the struggle struggles and make things easier and more comfortable. But here's some news for the human brain. Struggle doesn't go away. In fact, your life is about 50-50 experience. 50% is positive, 50% is negative. And this is assuming that you're not resisting your life, which actually makes it a lot harder and increases the frequency of negative emotional experiences, at least in my experience. Now you may be thinking that your life is more like 80% negative or 20% positive or some other percentage ratio, and I get that too. But for now, the thing to do is understand that your life has both negative and positive experiences. And by experiences, I mean like your emotional state in response to your life circumstances. So if this is the case and being happy all of the time is a myth, which by the way, it is, humans have never been mono-emotion creatures. So aiming to be happy or having only one positive emotion most or all of the time is not how it works. And that's a good thing, I promise. So then, if you are a multi-emotion creature, um, then feeling negative and struggle and those negative emotions is normal and healthy. 
Let me say that again. Struggling in negative emotions is normal and healthy. So if you already know and accept that you will feel negatively and struggle, then the goal is not about getting out of negative emotions, which was my initial goal a couple Saturdays ago. So let me repeat that. The goal is not to get out of negative emotion, right? It's to choose your negative emotions. Choose your struggle. Pick it up like a heavy bag of bricks and move forward. You see, you really start to get into trouble when you make all of these negative emotions and struggles mean that something has gone wrong in your life. Nothing has gone wrong. You are a healthy human feeling all the feelings and that's it. Now, what if you don't like what you're feeling? Can you do something about that? Yes. Yes, you can. And here are some tips on what to do when you are struggling and you want to struggle a little less. Notice that I said a little less and I didn't say eliminate the struggle, okay? Because that's not how life and that's not how humans work. We struggle. We feel negative things. And that's how we function, why we are healthy. And the sooner you accept that, the less you will struggle. Okay, so you're struggling. What can you do to struggle a little less? Number one is embrace that struggle is normal and that the majority of the time nothing has gone terribly wrong because you are struggling or feeling awful. Look at struggle and negative emotion as a mandatory part of the human experience. Number two, since struggle is mandatory, you might as well choose the struggle that has the highest payoff. Okay, so it's a choice between, it's like the lesser of two evils kind of an idea, a lesser of two struggles or the struggle that has the biggest payoff. Okay, so let's go back to my experience of being with my kids on Saturday, just me, the one man show. This experience usually goes one of two ways currently. And the first is when I don't plan and I'm feeling like I don't want to make plans, but just want to have like a chill Saturday. And this option, usually there's lots of fighting and bickering and injury because, you know, between my kids, as well as me getting frustrated because things are not panning out like I was hoping that they would. The Saturday is not relaxing in any form, right? And I'm playing referee, cook, entertainer, and I'm feeling drained. And when I get to this point, I just want to put my kids in front of a show and try to relax like as much as I can or as long as the show will entertain them. Um, But then my mind starts to bother me about how like, oh, you're like, you need to be doing stuff with your kids. You know, you get that the mommy guilt is kind of going through your mind. And then it's not even like relaxing, even though I might have a couple minutes to myself because my brain is just turning. As you may be able to tell... I have tried this avenue enough to know that this option usually ends in a negative outcome. The second way that I've had an open day like this go is when I have a plan and activities planned by playing with friends, hiking, cleaning, working. I mean, and it's still a struggle, right? The struggle is finding the activity. Will it be fun for my oldest, but be something that my youngest can participate in? The struggle is to find time to plan these things before the day arrives. The struggle is to figure out what we can do that fits our budget, 
Um, is it fun? Is it educational for the kids? And I feel slightly overwhelmed at the work that it will take to put something like this together, like coordinating the people, the location, making sure it works around nap time, meal times, and treatments that I have to give to my daughter. Making sure that it's something that my child can do. So accepting that it's going to take work on my part to make this happen and that they will likely still complain about something that didn't go the way they want, right? Or that it's still boring or that any other complaints and that they might still be arguing, they might still be bickering, even though I've made plans and I'm trying to make it fun. But at the end of the day, when I have overcome the struggle of not wanting to plan, right? It's like, oh, that's so much work. I don't want to do that. When I've done it anyway, at the end of a day like that, I feel better about me having put forth the work and effort to provide them with an opportunity to have fun, with an opportunity to make memories and have a more meaningful day. I always feel better at the end of that day. So although there's still just as much struggle and suffering in both options, there is a benefit to option two, which makes the struggle worth it. It makes it more meaningful. Whereas option one, by the end of the day, I just can't wait to get in bed, you know, and I don't feel like a good mom. I feel like we've kind of just wasted our day, like we're just waiting for time to pass so that we can move on to the next day. And so there's just not as much benefit at the end of a day that I didn't plan for. So the walk away lesson here is if you know that you're going to struggle anyway, you might as well pick something that has some sort of benefit for you or your family. And why not? You know, why not? So I want to offer to you that the next time you engage in a struggle, or that you know no matter what you do, it's going to be a lose-lose situation for you, meaning that you're going to be struggling regardless of what you do. I want to offer that how you struggle less is embracing that the experience is going to be a struggle and choosing intentionally your struggle. It gives you a sense of ownership over the situation. It, give, it feels more empowering because you chose it. And if you choose the situation that has some sort of benefit or growth for you, then you also get that, which makes the struggling worth it, which makes it seem a little bit less of a struggle. All right, I want to illustrate kind of this principle and this idea with a little bit of an analogy. There's probably a better analogy out there, but this is the, the one that I could think of. Now, um, I mentioned to you earlier that life sometimes feels like 50-50, right? And here's what I've noticed is that when you feel that your life is mostly negative emotions and struggles, that you are likely resisting the idea of negative emotions and resisting the idea of feeling negative and not embracing that aspect of your human experience. The analogy that comes to mind is what happens when you are in a car crash, like when you see it coming and you tighten your muscles and you resist the impending crash, you are more likely to have severe muscle damage than when you relax your muscles. At least this is what I've been told. If someone's like, hey, if you see the car crash coming, just relax because um, you'll get whipped around, right? And if you're more relaxed, 
then you won't get as hurt. And I've I've seen this. My son and I were watching a, um, I don't know if it's National Geographic or some other sort of science group, but um, a video about tornadoes. And there was this specific man who... Um, they knew a tornado was coming. They only had like a trailer. So they went into their trailer, you know, and they got underneath the kitchen table and that tornado went right over the top of that house and it pulled off a section of the roof. And this man started to get pulled out, but on his way out, his head got, his head hit the table and he got knocked unconscious. And then the tornado pulled him out of the house and this guy was unconscious. And because of that, he was totally not aware. Like he didn't remember any of it. His body was flopping around or whatever. The tornado spins him around. And I don't, I don't remember how far away it took him from his house or location, but it dropped him off quite a distance away from his home. And they went and they found this man and he had minimal injuries. He did not need to go to the hospital. He survived, I guess, first of all, but then he didn't need any extensive medical care, anything. And the explanation to this was he wasn't awake, resisting the, the, the flopping and, you know, the, how intense that spinning in the tornado would have been. I mean, I haven't been in one. You probably haven't either. So whatever was happening in there that could have killed him didn't. Um, and part of what they attributed his survival to was the fact that he was unconscious. And so he kind of went with the flow. His body wasn't resisting it. He didn't have any damage, which was just a crazy, crazy thing. But I have actually noticed this principle to be true emotionally that when you resist negative emotions that you have and they're coming up, you fight with them, you try to get rid of them, you try to make them not be there, talk them away, you struggle more and walk away with more, I guess I could call it emotional damage, right? But if you just let the negative emotions come, feel them, let them flow, and have more of a frame of mind of like an observer of like, okay, this is happening. This is happening right now. I don't want to, I'm feeling anxious about the coming day. This is just happening. So you still struggle, but just not so intensely because you're not fighting it and you're not creating resistance in your body. You're just letting it flow through. So I want to offer to you that when you have your most intense struggles, regardless of what they're about. But I know for me, I have a lot with my daughter that has special needs and what goes on with that. I want to offer that how you're showing up in the situation is making it more of a struggle. If it is a huge struggle, it's unbearable. How you're showing up is making it more of a struggle. And if you just let go, it won't be so much of a struggle and the struggle will be manageable. And even having a struggle be manageable is just as good as getting rid of it. I want to offer that to you. So try it out. Remember, just aim for a little bit less. Expect struggle. Embrace it. Let it flow. All right, if you like what you're hearing, please think about someone else 
who can benefit from this, share it with them, like it, subscribe, leave a comment, all those things. It really helps me out, helps those that want to find more information about this out as well. Thanks for listening and take care.